Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast, where we chat about parenting from the lens of a dad. On this episode, we're going to be chatting about the holidays. We're just going to be catching up on uh, how our holidays went a little bit ago uh, with Thanksgiving and what we're most looking forward to in the Christmas season, uh, talking about uh, different um, things that we like to celebrate, things that we're most looking forward to, whether that's food, presents, traditions, what have you. I'm joined today by my good friends, Ben Brown and Andrew Saunders. Guys, we got to do our sick check. How's everyone feeling this week? Andrew, we're kicking off with you, man. Uh, we're good. I have not had yeah. no sniffles, no nothing. <laughs> Frankly, it's it's more of a, hey, stop picking your nose. Hey, stop picking your nose. <laughs> She's discovered her nostrils. Ah. and uh, my, She my, eating it yet? She's eating no, it? No, she's just digging real good. She's a nose miner. All right, so. all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, what about you, man? Uh, we are healthy at the moment. Uh, everybody's pretty good. We made it through the holidays so far uh, with no additional sicknesses. So fingers crossed it stays that way. We just got to... We, it's finally gotten cold enough here. We've had to turn the heat on. So mm. like now it's humidifier season. So if we forget, your kids all wake up with a cough yep. and you get that sort of scare of like, oh, they might be getting sick, but now they're they're just dried out so far. So, so Dude. far, so good. Hopefully it carries through the rest of the year. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm also pretty good. So does that put us at two weeks? Are we? Are we at two the, weeks the, at like health? That, that's two weeks. Yeah. That's oh my yeah. gosh. Two weeks. In the middle. Of, we made it two weeks I, in a row. Yo, man, we're at, we're at end of November, coming into December. We're actually doing okay, man. Uh, props to us, man. You know what I did though? I joined a, a, a gym. I haven't been a, joined a, been a part of a gym for a while. It's called F forty five because it's like by my new office, by this office that I'm working at now, and I needed I needed to work out. So, uh. I'm joining that, but the problem is anytime I'm part of a gym, I'm going to be sick. It's like they just, just, things just brew in gyms versus my good old fashioned home gym, but uh, I'm bracing myself for that. That's just, that's just how it be. Are Um, you telling me that heat, sweat, and lack of cleanliness creates germs? You no, you know what? That, oddly that can't enough, be the case. Oddly enough, it be like that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so yeah, crazy. man. But dude, it's such a fun time of year though, man. Uh right before we hopped onto this podcast, like leading up to bedtime, uh, I lit up our solo stove. We got a solo stove for like a hundred bucks when um when the the whole like liquidation sale is happening for uh mm-hmm. bed, bath, and beyond. Is that- or but yeah. Yeah, yeah bed bath and beyond yeah when they're I, I always get that confused with um bath and body yeah bed bath and beyond when they were kind of like going out of uh out of business we snagged such a good deal on uh, on a solo stove but it's just been i've been holding it i've been just sitting on it for like five six months i had like haven't touched it because it's been blistering hot but now it's mm-hmm. winter it's starting to cool down so lit up the solo stove uh had hot chocolate in the back with my boys and then we just threw football around in a nice cool night so uh, this has been such a fun, such a fun t- uh, time of year. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, if, we, if we're just going to go ahead and dive into our topics on that note, right? Christmas time, holiday season, shopping, Thanksgiving, just all, all the fun. It's, it's a fun. It's a fun period between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, at least for me. It, it, it really is kind of one of my favorite times of the year. But for you guys, what are you... I would say most looking forward to, especially now with kids, right? It kind of like sparks a whole new magic for the holidays. Uh, so, I mean, 
if you were to you know talk about some of the things that you're most excited about or traditions that you're most excited to start with your littles or you've already been doing, you want to keep on going, what would you say is kind of top of the list? Maybe give some ideas to some of the dads who are out there. Uh, maybe, uh, Andrew, you want to kick it off, man? Um, traditions. I just moved all my traditions, stayed back in Salt Lake City. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, no, so we used to do like, we would go see the Nutcracker Ballet every year, right? That's something that. Oh, really? I don't even know if they put one on near here that I can go to, right? Huh. Um, Yeah. But that was a fun one that we did. Uh, I took myself and my buddy and his kids and my wife and like, eight or nine of us, we'd buy a whole section and just go watch the ballet. Um, Dang, man, so that cool. was a fun one. I don't know if I'm going to be able to recreate that in Iowa, but I'm going to try. Um, that's like not something I ever would think to like do. So like, but that's, is it like, because you enjoy like the spectacle, I like the show theater. or the- so I like live oh. theater. Okay. okay and gotcha. most ballet companies will put on the nutcracker every year because yeah. it's an excellent, show for little kids all the way up to like adult seniors and so you can really get an entire ballet community around mm-hmm. a singular show like i think the one in salt lake city which was done by ballet west has something like five or six hundred dancers um, wow. don't quote me on that like that could mm-hmm. be completely wrong but they have three or four shows a day there's two or three casts mm-hmm. i know there's 20 to 30 little kids in it right you don't see except for the principal dancers who are like if you know the story the little girl and Mm -hmm. the sugar plums and they don't repeat dancers pretty much Mm -hmm. throughout the whole show so it it was entertaining right yeah um now that being said it was the same show every year so in in that sense the costumes didn't change very much Mm -hmm. but it's the Um, tradition of doing it was the tradition of going yeah yeah. it's something that you're you're formulating a fun memory with your kids yep exactly exactly so we used to do that um so i'm looking forward to trying to figure that out and that's just it's one fun holiday tradition we've always done um frankly this year i'm i'm looking forward to the break um for, so as as crazy as this sounds so my birthday's november late teens thanksgiving my did wedding we anniversary do we miss my, your birthday yeah but it's what? fine don't worry about it yeah wait, wait, oh, no. hold on hold on uh, we, we, we uh, walked right don't worry over about birthday it. Without yeah, acknowledging no it. you boys let it go <laughs> all right i turned 40 and no one noticed it's fine what that's a big 4-0 I did. I turned 40. Uh, my birthday was the 19th. So hey. last week. Well, anyway, happy related 40th birthday. We well, no, okay. Gosh. So this is going to be bad for the public, but my mother turned my 40th birthday party into our housewarming party. So <laughs> I had all these people in my house that were like my mom's cousins and my aunts and uncles. And I was like, this This is supposed to be my 40th birthday. Like, what are you all doing here? Like, <laughs> this is not what I want for my birthday is all of you people in my house that I had to cook you a roast for. Like, something didn't go right here. Wait, can but, I ask? Um, can I ask just real quick? Ben, what, when is your birthday? Uh, June. Okay. I don't, like, know that our audience has ever really, like, like understood like wh- how old we actually are so just like just to clarify like we have we all like watch 90s movies we we may all have like kind of similar references andrew may be skewing a little bit older 
but I mean, Andrew's 40. I'm 35. And then Ben is is also 36. 30, 36. Year old. Yeah. yeah, 36. Yeah, I turned 36 this year. Yeah. So you're 1987? Yep, 87. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm 88. So, okay. So it's just... Uh, I don't know that our audience has ever really like chatted about that, but like, or like no. known, but I mean, Hey, that that's where we're at. That's, that's the I, age of dad that we are. You know, I saying? have noticed that I'm one of the older guys in the discord group. Like there's yeah. a couple of guys who are a little bit older than I am, but most yeah. people are, are significant. I feel like the more recent ones are much, you know, younger. Yeah. Uh, some even going like, uh, more like I'd say late twenties almost. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's, I, that's the vibe. So, <laughs> but, but I'm looking forward to the so- break. Because this weekend we're doing my mom's family Christmas and my anniversary is Thursday. So it's like I have had nothing but events for about two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And so after the third or fourth, I'm going to be like, I'm done. No more Christmas. I'm yeah. out. When the 25th rolls around, we will do our family Christmas. But I'm not doing anything else until Jeez. because yeah. it, it gets. And I think that happens. Right. I mean, you guys each have significant others. You probably have at least three mm-hmm. Christmases planned in your life in the next three weeks. There's, there's, well, there's so a big going on. So that's actually something that I, I wanted to bring up because you talked about like all, you know, family Christmases and all that. That's actually a tradition now in our house. Um, so since 2020, uh, we actually were supposed to host Christmas one year and we all ended up with COVID. And so, that was the first Christmas that we actually didn't do like multiple Christmases, like mm. my family, my wife's family traveling back and forth, doing a lot of that because yeah. we were stuck at home. And so it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we real like none of us got super sick, which was great. But we realized how nice it was to be with just us and our kid, one kid at the time alone on Christmas with nowhere to go and nothing to do. Yeah. And so that has become like our new Christmas tradition. And that's like how we plan the holidays. So like, like you said, I'm looking forward to the break and really just that time together because we do the, you know, the Thanksgiving thing. We travel to my wife's family's house. We do like, you know, it's a big to do. There's like 15, 20 people there and it's fun. It's great to see the family. I get to see my nephews and cousins and all that. But Christmas mm-hmm. we have like, turned into just an immediate family affair so like it's just Mm -hmm. me my wife the kids on christmas day we don't have to go anywhere we stay in our pajamas all day we watch christmas movies drink coffee the kids can take oh the kids can take like hours to open their gifts if they want to and play (laughs) with everything yeah there's just there's no rush or pressure to do anything yeah. And that's the thing I'm looking most forward to is just that time together and not having an obligation to go somewhere or do something. So, okay. That's what, honestly, for me, that's kind of what I struggle with, right? Because, okay, uh, the, the family that we have close to us are my wife's immediate family her mom, her dad, her sister, mm-hmm. my brother in law, um, and, and it's them. So, for the most part, we will do Christmases with them because both my parents live in different states. The thing mm-hmm. is, I grew up with a type of christmas where we had you know a few good gifts a big gift and for me that big gift was like you know a video game right like you know right. a, a game boy with a you know with pokemon silver you know and i would just play that <laughs> all day and my mom would just like we'll eat whatever and then she's just like chilling she was you know reading and i'm just sitting there quietly and it was a chill day my wife it's a lot it's a lot more involved right so they they have 
uh, like a big breakfast. And then mm-hmm. they try to drag out the gift opening process for as long as possible. So they'll, <laughs> they'll try to sleep in and then they'll have like a big breakfast and then they won't start opening their gifts till like 11 a.m. And then they'll go for literally, oh, wow. I'm not joking, they'll go from 11 a.m. to like 6 p.m. And it's absurd because it's one, slow, <laughs> but two, they grew up with a, like in a family where they would do Christmas big. Like it was, it's, absurd how many gifts like flood like the living room floor and i just did not grow up like that so like my first few christmases i'm like this is insane but now as our kids have gotten older they're starting to see this and it's hard because they we need to figure out something in between and we talk about traditions and and the kind of like the clash of how me and my wife grew up we're we're trying to find something in between where we want to have good fun christmases but I just we're not the type of people to get them like a hundred gifts and make them open right. for eighteen hours because I'm just like, dude, I just want to rip everything open and enjoy my gifts for the rest of the day. Whereas for them, it's you know their last gift is open at like six and they got to make a dinner. I'm like, dude, I'm so much less involved. So we're trying to figure out some sort of middle ground. And the kids are as they get older, they're starting to get antsier. You know, as fun as it is mm-hmm. to open gifts, like dude, we just got a bunch of fun stuff. Like I want to play with it, you know? Right. Uh, so, and that's why I'm like, I don't know. I'm still treading lightly on that conversation. I'm like, babe, how do we like not have such an insane, because it's, it's more than just us. It's their family as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, so luckily though, what we've, what we've been doing is, you know, we have our, our normal Christmas first thing in the morning, kids get up, come downstairs, open their gifts. We're done by, you know, like, you know, eight, nine AM. Um, and uh and we enjoy it but now it's the element of like okay now we have to drive and then have second mm-hmm. christmas and it's like a bigger affair so i wish that was shorter that's just personally for me but i mean the kids are enjoying it it is fun uh but yeah it's uh it's it's i don't know i guess it's tough when when the you know when you and your spouse have just celebrated it kind of differently right i don't know if yeah. that's different for you guys or if you guys are in in sync with your spouses is that yeah. the case we we have the same thing. We have the same issue. Um, Andrew, it's, it's all yeah, good, dude. Real office. life. It's all we good. got kids Real here. Life. We, we have got... a baby guest. <laughs> and we got a baby guest. Guys, this say is like... Tiny. You if you're hi. watching on YouTube, we've got um, Andrew actually being a dad instead of just talking about say being hi. a dad. So... Hi. Say hi. Say oh, hi. She's adorable. <laughs> We got a guest on the podcast okay. right now. If you're watching on YouTube, we got a cute little one. This is it, man. This is real life. But uh, yeah, this is the one that's going to be uh, celebrating Christmas, getting, getting to open gifts, uh, gifts a ton right there. But yeah. there is a mess, little girl. But yeah, like Ben, okay. so like, did you and your wife, did you guys have different styles of Christmases that you're kind of like trying to find how you are going to approach that with your yeah. kids? Yeah. So, so we had exactly the same thing that you're talking about. Like, so I come from a very small family. Um, I didn't have any brothers or sisters. I had a couple of cousins, but like our Christmases were maybe six people, seven people, 10 people at most. When my wife and I got together, I was flabbergasted at the Christmases they would have. I mean, there were two Christmas trees. Like there was one upstairs, one downstairs, the one downstairs in her grandparents' house, the entire basement was full of presents. I mean, the Uh, whole thing from the tree, (laughs) like, I mean, you could barely get into it. And everybody had this like giant stocking full of gifts. And it would, it would just take them hours just to open 
all the presents that were there. Yeah. I was not used to that at all. Like we had yeah. a very small Christmas, you know, we didn't do a ton of gifts. Um, yeah. That makes me uncomfortable. And honestly. so, yeah. So it was, it was really weird for me. I got used to it over the years, but mm-hmm. you know, we, it was more about like my wife's family for a long time, for about 10 years since we moved to the Carolinas was the family that was close. Right. So I spent every holiday with them, every Christmas with them, which was great. I mean, they, you know, they adopted me as their own, you know, they knowing eventually we were going to get married. Mm-hmm. And I think where the, where it really started to shift for us is for the longest time, we were not the ones with young kids. So we didn't mind traveling. We didn't mind going up there for holidays and all that. Like the the family's about an hour drive away from us, hour and 20 minutes, somewhere in there. So we didn't mind going up because there were younger kids. You know, we didn't want them to have to travel. They had Christmas traditions Mm -hmm. and where it really started to kind of become an issue. And we started to question it was when we had the youngest kid. And mm-hmm. we got to see all these Christmas traditions because usually it's a, it's actually a two day event, right? So you go right. up Christmas Eve, everybody has dinner together. They might open one gift and kind of do a bunch of stuff. And then you go back home, then you do your Christmas, then you drive back there the next day for big family Christmas and dinner and all that. And once we had little kids, it just became what we realized is that they weren't getting to participate in a lot of those traditions so Mm -hmm. like the christmas eve you know getting in your new christmas pjs and doing cookies and milk and doing the reindeer food and kind of creating that magic of christmas Mm -hmm. our kids weren't getting to do that because by the time we leave there it's seven eight o'clock at night they're asleep by the time we get home and then i put them down and it's over and then the next morning they wake up there's just a bunch of presents like you don't get to do all the little stuff and see them get excited yeah and that's where we kind of decided you know what, it's probably time to just set a boundary and say, this is it. This is what we're doing. We do, you know, Thanksgiving up there, come back home. And Christmas is, we might do Christmas Eve with like friends or we'll go up there for Christmas Eve sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, But now Christmas is really just our immediate family. Um, And then, you know, my mom and my brother-in-law might come over for dinner and, you know, do something really easy, like make a lasagna that night. But, But that's it. And yeah, it's just I like keeping it simple as possible. Sitting, setting those boundaries like didn't really come into our head. Like it, when when they were babies, it was like one thing. It was like when they were toddlers, that's when it really kind of like kicked in. Because like especially those long, like again, like I mentioned, like they, they would just open gifts for like forever, right? Mm-hmm. When they're like for between like ages one and three, which is like a, you know two straight Christmases, like they they have no patience to like open anything they're just like wandering around just like ripping at everything it's paper everywhere <laughs> and, and and regardless of what they open they don't really like care like oh cool i got a bluey thing and then like it next and then they would just like go off so like there's mm. not like that what that like appreciation factor there's like a lot of noise there's a lot of like clutter there's just so much going on so i don't know just the I, because you know opening gifts like there's there's more to it than that you know because you also want to teach you know like appreciation for what is given whether this you know regardless of the size and all that stuff you can't really like instill those things when just like so much going on so that's why we're trying to like yeah get those like smaller christmases going down uh but yeah see i I think i lucked out in that sense because i grew up in my mom is one of ten my dad's one of three Mm. and by the time how many siblings i came in 
no. of a sister. Okay. Um, by the time I came into the picture on my mom's side, there were already 15 cousins. And so mm-hmm. they had mm-hmm. already figured out that they couldn't do Christmas on Christmas. So it mm-hmm. was always the Saturday after Christmas was grandma's Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the she was a farm kid. So my mom was raised on a farm. Um, mm-hmm. So there, they all had this sense of Christmas shouldn't be extravagant, right? And some mm-hmm. of them really couldn't afford to buy their 10 siblings gifts and their 10 siblings kids gifts. And so we had an exchange. So like all the cousins names would go in a hat and then we, one of the aunts and uncles would get together and they'd draw out and you'd figure out like you're buying a gift for this cousin and the dollar mm-hmm. limit is 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever the limit was. And uh, then yeah. all the parents would do the same thing. So there were about 20 of them by the time there were spouses and, and um, the siblings. Right. And so they would do a, an exchange. And once all of the cousins got to be like 18, 19, they kind of got into the adult exchange pile with the aunts mm-hmm. and uncles. Mm-hmm. And we inevitably ended up at a white elephant, which, which is kind yeah. of fun. Everybody brings a, you know, $40 Actually item. And then like you, you do yeah. the white elephant exchange in your family, because what's really good is you'll figure out who's good at giving gifts. Everybody likes, and mm-hmm. then you'll figure out who gave a gift that was designed to go to someone specific and you can white <laughs> elephant swap it into their hands and like trade and those kind of things. And that was always fun for us. And it, it had the same effect where it lasted an hour, two hours, three hours. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was more about us growing as a family and communicating and right exchanging than it was just ripping open paper and commercialism at its finest. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) And so, I mean, that would be one thing, right. If you're struggling to figure out how to get them to back off of the 10,000 presents on the floor. Yeah. Right. Hey, let's all do like a white elephant, say the limits a hundred bucks. Right. And see what people do or that's a really good. Okay. So, okay. uh, Let me ask you a question real quick. All right. On that note, when you guys are buying gifts for kids, right? Mm-hmm. How? What's your guys' approach? Are you guys like, hey, get three, four things or whatever? Or are you guys sitting like at like hundred bucks? We're not going over. Like, what is your approach to, you know, getting kids gifts and like, and because that's gonna model because we have little kids right now, right? But like as they get older, six, seven, eight, and then and beyond, it's gonna have to modify. But as of now, what is your approach? I set a dollar limit per person, not even kid or adult. Okay. So like, mm. um. I don't know if, again, this is weird that I'm putting this out on YouTube, like they could watch, but basically it's 150 to 200 bucks per person, adults and children, one mm-hmm. gift, five that's gifts, good. six gifts. I mean, that's, that's a that lot. Reasonable. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's good. Um, like this year, my wife's entire family, all the adults agreed, or at least the adults with cousins, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. agreed we're not buying, we're not exchanging gifts. The parents aren't just the, just buy kids gifts for the kids. Right. Yeah. Um, cause what was happening for like years, we would just be like, here's your gift card. And they'd be like, here's your gift card. And we were literally just exchanging right. $150. Yeah. To yeah. Favorite <laughs> yeah. stores. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Like I think one yeah. year I got my brother-in-law $150 home Depot gift card and he got me $150 home Depot. It was like, <laughs> so it was nothing. It was just, okay. That, that's yeah, a net zero keep, for both of us. Literally. Right. Literally. Um, so <laughs> that's how I looked at it. And another good example. So my, my best friend, uh, 
he has five kids. We've I've talked about it multiple times, right? Two years ago, we gave him each a hundred dollar Visa gift card, and we took him to the mall, and they got to go on a shopping spree, but they were only allowed to buy clothing. Mm. So mm. they got to go on mean. a shopping spree. Like his two oldest daughters That's went cool. to Victoria's Secret. They got themselves some undergarments, right? The the eldest oh. son bought okay. <laughs> this amazing puffy NASA jacket that like looks like it's made out of mylar and effectively glows in the dark. Like it's, <laughs> it's the only thing you can wear is like a 14 year old boy. Like no yeah. reasonable adult would be caught in this thing, but it was yeah. amazing. And it was like 90 bucks. And he was like, that's yeah, all I cool want about I'm that. Good. It's like, it's cool yeah, about that. Like, that's not something that they would get like on their own. Maybe if they're trying right. to like be mm-hmm. responsible, but like when you set that limit and you're like, just do whatever you want. And then that, it's like, right. that's what it gives them the opportunity to get something that they wouldn't well, get for themselves otherwise. And, and that's, nice. and they had the visa card. And they yeah, had yeah. to pay, right? They learned how yeah. to actually calculate tax and process. Like, it was yeah, a learning opportunity, over. but it was still a great gift. And, yeah, it cost me 500 bucks yeah. to get them yeah. all. But they had a great time. It was a great Christmas. Like, I, And so that's what I try and do when it comes to mm-hmm. people is set the dollar limit. That's give true. them an experience or something they actually want. What about you, Ben? Yeah, that's really hard. So talking about that, like we've we've sort of changed our gift giving strategy. Um, And and a lot of this came about that my wife and I traveled a lot before we had kids. Like we we made it a point we had kind of a delay in having kids. And and for us, we're like, hey, if we're not going to have kids right now, there's a lot of stuff happening in our personal lives. Like if we're not going to have kids in the next couple of years, like let's travel, like let's go see places. So like we went to Italy, we went to Indonesia, we went to Paris, you know, Paris and Dublin, all kinds of places. It was great. That a lot of that kind of changed our perspective. And we're also very fortunate in that we're in a position that if we need to buy something, we just get it. Like if I need something, I just go out and buy it or, or pick it up. If the kids need something, we just buy it. We're also relatively intentional about what we buy for the kids. So the first part is like we try not to buy a ton of stuff for the kids, but we Mm -hmm. try to make sure we're giving them things that are going to be good experiences. So if we buy something like we bought a year membership to uh, there's like a 2800 acre greenway that's near us that you can buy a membership to. And there's all kinds of events. And um, when I took my son camping, that's where we went camping for the first time. Um, we bought him uh, a year membership to the local zoo. So like the big regional zoo that's about an hour away from us. So on a weekend when we weren't busy, we all just hop in the car. Or sometimes we just take a day off, hop in the car, take him down there, spend a couple hours at the zoo, go to lunch. Great value and great experiences for him. And so like this year, we're getting, um, you know, we're getting the kids all their, their gifts, but their big gift is, is a trip. Like we're going somewhere as a family in February. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we've really looked at is like what we want to give each other is like, we can buy the material things when we need them. We can buy the kids clothes. When we need them. We can buy them toys, whatever. But we've also realized like our house is already full of stuff. We don't really need more things. But the things we've enjoyed the most is going places as a family, whether it's to a cabin for New Year's or on a big trip, you know, big road trip somewhere or getting on a plane and flying somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to be more intentional about what we give and what it means and what we're going to experience out of it versus just filling Thanks. the bottom of the tree with gifts. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's where a lot of 
parents struggle and we struggled that year to year. I feel like this year we, we did a, a decent job because like I um actually I'm coming up with a video soon about like um gifts that like meet three requirements. One, like limited screen time. Uh mm-hmm. two, not enough pieces, you know? And again, we we've talked at length about like we we're not really we don't really care to villainize scream time, but like if we were to, it's just so easy to get like stuff like that. We're like, okay, what, what are some options that aren't uh, inclusive of uh, like, you know, screens <laughs> funny enough though, we did get our kid a Nintendo switch game for a Mario. It's going to be great. Uh, but um, <laughs> that's one uh, second is like not, not pieces, right? Just, just, just like mm-hmm. s- stuff scattered everywhere. And it's just like, I remember we got like these, train sets and all that stuff and it was like cool in the moment that they opened it but then it didn't just and it just didn't last and it would just mm-hmm. become just mess fodder for mess uh and the second and i mean and this was the second requirement and then the third which is something that has longevity something again that the, that's mm-hmm. not it's gonna have legs beyond just like the first moment of them opening it and then the first you know week or two of them playing with it and it's like then it just kind of gets forgotten right so like what are those things so we try to like go off of that uh and uh one of them is you know a bike right a bike is just something that's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna has years of use they're gonna use it a lot um yeah that that's like the uh one of the main things and then there are a couple others uh but then for henry in particular uh we got him again a game for his switch uh it, which <laughs> which defeats the first uh which uh went against the first requirement there but hey, he's, he's gonna love it uh we're gonna <laughs> love it as a family uh but then um we got him just like stuff that are, it's relevant to him because he's such a sports kid. So we got him mm-hmm. um, NFL like football gloves because all he does is like mm-hmm. to wear like to play wide receiver in, in our all over our house. Uh, and he wears like Mario gloves and Spider Man gloves from like old costumes, uh, which costumes <laughs> do actually make a great gift, by the way. Um, and uh, it, it really sets their imagination apart. But we got him like real football gloves. We got him his first uh, baseball man. I'm just not a baseball person. I just did not care to expose him to that boring ass sport uh because i'm such a, <laughs> such, such a basketball football guy but he's showing so, an interest says the soccer coach <laughs> so i mean yeah i'm a soccer I'm but uh yeah so he's uh so he's showing an interest in like you know what let's play into his interest so we got him uh, uh his first baseball uh baseball bat glove uh that whole setup football gloves a bike so all things that are in a way experiential they're they offer mm-hmm. good play they're going to have a long life and we're really excited to uh to kind of well, get him and in it's on all that. it's all stuff that you're doing with him that it's exactly, not something yes. for the most part those gifts are not things that you're giving to him that he's going to go off by himself and no, yeah. you know sit on an ipad and and yeah. you know watch videos all day right like those are all things that you are going to be interacting with yes 100 percent. So it gonna sounds be like front you know, playing wiffle ball right like mm-hmm. you're intentional about what you're giving. And and that's actually one thing I wanted to, to get into. And I have a question for both of you. So yep. it's one thing for parents to be intentional about what they buy. Right. But we all have families aunts, <laughs> uncles, cousins, whatnot. Yeah. If you have the youngest kids, everyone wants to buy your child a gift. Right. Grandma, everybody. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you avoid the plasticky loud noise just gifts there you know there are certain gifts that you're going to open and you just you smile and you say thank you thank you deep down on the inside you are cringing yeah looking at them and going 
I, we're never going to open this. Like we're yeah. not even going to open this and put batteries in it. It's never going to make it See, home. You're just yeah. no fun. Ben. So, you're just see, no fun no, at all. It's just, no, we, no it's not that. It's just had a couple of those things. And I'll tell you right now, like if you can preemptively like get in front of them and like, Hey, if you want to buy them a toy, get them a love every play kit. That's cool. You know, like, or something. I think Amazon has mm-hmm. their versions of like a, a play kit now that's similar to love every I forgot what it's called but like if you want to go down that route you can preemptively like direct them then there's that but if it's like too late and you just know that you're not going to use it just smile and say thank you and that is going to be a great gift for a friend of yours at an upcoming birthday party like straight up like it's just how it is it's just re-gift man there's a re-gift pile. We have I can't it. say it hasn't happened before. Hey, I, I open them all. I give them solution. to the kids. I let them play with them. I have this stupid little noise-making fake Fisher Price Game Boy that is the dumbest thing on the planet. <laughs> She'll pick it up. Occasionally, she plays with it. It makes jumping noises. You know what happens? She ignores it. It's in the drawer. Eventually, it'll just disappear. It, it's just not stuff. That's that the thing, she's, though. Like. interested in like it's there's and that's the thing like i at one point when they were younger and for kid number one and two it was like yeah sure we'll just do it and but and like you said it would kind of just disappear but like Mm -hmm. after especially with like three i'm like what's the point i'm gonna open it and it's just gonna become like something that they're just gonna like whip into the drywall like it's just i don't know it's just (laughs) like i don't know it's just gonna like sit so i'm like why even open this anymore like they have stuff and i just like it just gets on my nerves, so it just becomes it, regifting stuff. It uh, took me a long time to get this, even as adult. Yeah. Gift giving is not about the receipt. It's not about the receiver. Yeah, it's it's, it's actually about the person giving the gift. Exactly, and that's why you and say so, thank you so much. Well, they're gonna absolutely what you love have, this and- <laughs> right? And so, like Andrew hates getting clothes, right? I hate it. Uh, I I do not like clothing as a gift. I, I, I actually love it now, dude. Very few people can, will <laughs> buy me something that I will actually wear. And so I just, but every time it's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I might wear it that day. And then it goes in a pile and eventually it ends up at the Goodwill. And but that moment though, you gave them the satisfaction, right? Right. And because it took me a really long time because I think we've all had this. You give someone a gift. They kind of look at you and go, why did you give me this? Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it's important to remember that the the giving of the gift is, is an act for you, the giver, not mm-hmm. an act for the receipt. Right. It's right. Right. It, it's not about them. It's about your taking part of your resources and giving it to someone else as mm-hmm. a gesture. If they shit all over your gesture, pardon my French, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's them. And it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with you and you shouldn't value that. Right. 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 But if you take that on the other hand, take everything you get, use it or don't use it, and move on with your day. Like on, but on that, I note, open all the plastic crappy kid toys. I do. I love the fact that they make noise. I show so my kids. I will say where where my challenge is with all of that is not and not all of it, but where my challenge is with that is when you have uh, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, whatever, somebody who doesn't see the kids a lot or only sees them during holidays, they tend to, and this is like, you know, the Christmas story scenario, Mm -hmm. right? Where they tend to think of them as younger or less developed than they actually are. Mm -hmm. And so you'll get off what I would call like off age toys, right? Right. Yeah. Where you get stuff that's just way too young for 
you know, your three-year-old, four-year-old, whatever it is. And so we've been, we're slowly on a path at our house to like ruthless decluttering. Like we're trying to get rid of a ton of stuff. You sound like me. Right. So one of the things we started doing is because, you know, if you don't give people an idea, especially for kids, if you don't give people an idea of what they want, then they'll Mm -hmm. just get you whatever they think is cool, which again comes from a good place. But like, yeah, but they don't know that you have five, like we literally got five of the same dump truck toy when my son Mm -hmm. was one and two. Five yeah. from all different people for all different occasions. Sounds like the best sandbox toy. ever, man. And <laughs> there so, were never enough dump trucks in the but sandbox. It was like it was like a noise making, like it sang songs right. and all kinds of stuff. So all five we started time. <laughs> right. So so what we started doing is making uh like an Amazon like a registry. Right. right like yeah. A wish list. So just make like a registry or a wish list that has right. stuff on it that we know our kids are gonna like. Yes. That isn't something that they already have and that is useful in their day-to-day life or their development or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's not to be like boring <laughs> and only give them developmental toys, but it's literally just to say, don't waste I your want, money. If you right, <laughs> if you're gonna spend money on the kids, which exactly. we appreciate this is the optimal spend it on something that it. I'm not gonna like end up donating in two months. Exactly. I think what it has to be is like you just have I, I literally did this with my mom yesterday. My mom asked me, she because she just didn't know what to get me. She's just like, Hey, uh, like mm-hmm. have you have any gift ideas, even just for me, not even for the kids, but just for me. Right. You know, do you have any ideas like do you want a Jets sweatshirt? And I'm like, I love the Jets, but just I can't wear that right now, Mom. I just I'm gonna get beat up. That you can't do it. So uh, <laughs> instead, here are some other things. So I said like, there's like random BCAAs for my, you know, whatever, or you know, just like a, a Pokemon deck box for my dicks because I I gotta mention Pokemon every episode. Um, like I, you know, so I gave her these options that are like similar price, but they're gonna be used much more mm-hmm. effectively, right? And I think this year what we're actually doing with our families, we're using um, Giftster. Have you heard of Giftster? Mm-hmm. It's basically like a baby registry or a wedding registry, but just like for family gift giving, right? You basically mm-hmm. like uh, it pulls together all just like I would like all this thing, these things. You don't have to get me everything, but like get one or two things from here. And then like as a family, especially if you have like a, like a larger family, right? And you have like, you know, in-laws and, you know, and cousins or whatever, and you guys are getting all together, you guys can just like, it's like you can build like a family profile, you put in everything and then it marks like a wedding registry, like what gifts Mm -hmm. have gotten, you can't really see what's been checked off or who's gotten it for you, but other people can, right? And and it's, it's a good way to aggregate, but like if you can like have a little bit more foresight and say, you know, uh, this would be great for my kids uh, if you, you know, and to Ben's point, if you're going to spend money, right, let's, 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 let's get the most out of your dollar and not be something that's right. going to stress us out and, and become re-gift father, fodder. So you guys don't have any linkables in your house, do you? What is a linkable? No. A linkable is a, uh, so it's a noisemaker. It's a little plastic. I want to say Absolutely it's for sure. Not. Price. No. no. But they no. all, they all link together. <laughs> And so, like, the penguin talks to the peacock who talks to the turtle. And so when you push a button on one, he'll, like, do his song and be like, one, two, three. And then they all say four at once. And it's, they're amazing. That is my nightmare. That is my nightmare. Yeah, see, I got them all. We got them all. My kids have Alexa. That's enough. My kids have Alexa. That's good enough. I'm kidding. So um, so, uh, to kind of cap things off, uh, to your point, uh, we talk about traditions, right? Um. 
one tradition well i guess you have two one of them is we really enjoy board games board games are like our thing in our family card games uh we've uh we've uh been playing a lot of bananagrams that's been really fun mm-hmm. there's like a new iteration of that it's, it's basically like a scrabble word type of game with these letter tiles i've been playing a lot of a card game called sky joe um been introduced to a game called villainous so uh and wingspan these are newer uh, games that we're not good at yet obviously the pokemon <laughs> trading card game uh we've got a uh, 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 tapple which is another uh, game by the op games i we are so like in the middle of of just board game enjoyment especially with our uh, with our six-year-old so that is just Mm. so fun and that really peaks around thanksgiving christmas and it's just so fun to be able to just like get around drink hot chocolate play games that is amazing and um and then on that on the whole gift giving thing recently what we what we've done is we've done it at walgreens and we've recently been doing this at five below but we just give the boys like five bucks and what we do is like say, hey, you get to get something for your for someone in the family. So we would draw names and you have to get it for mom and Kyle would ha- or Colin have to get it for me and uh, Henry would have to get something for Sienna. And like, you know, we all have like five dollars that we can spend and it kind of hmm. they have to like go through the process of like thinking like, OK, what would be good? Not for me. But what would be good for this person? So it kind of gets them in this mode to to like, hey, let think through like gift giving, right? Because they're so used to receiving, right? But when do they get to have the opportunity to mm-hmm. give? So even at a young age, this gives them, you know, a five dollar allowance. Go to five below and get something, and 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 you know, and he'll initially think of something for himself. Like, oh, this would be good. Or like, is that what you would want? Is that what Colin wants? Think about who Colin is. It's like, oh. Well, Colin likes this and he, you know, thinks through and, and when they give that really is a fun thing because yeah, again, they're so used to receiving, but when you start to dish the tradition of giving early on and enabling that, mm-hmm. I think that's actually, uh, been really fun. And we're going to continue that this year. Again, we've done it at, um, at, we did it the first year at Walgreens, um, with a $10 budget, but we realized that going to five below or like a dollar general or whatever, um, is just as good and cheaper. So um, there you have it. But um, we're going to go ahead and just kind of close things out with a, a, a Discord question that came in from Carl C. Um, and it says, hey, everyone is curious if anyone has any thoughts using a playpen uh, or is the, quote, restriction a good or bad thing? If you did, what are your recommendations for a good one? Um, personally, we didn't really use playpens uh, too much for play. What we used play pens for, like pack and plays, guava lotuses, and all that, we kind of almost exclusively use that for sleep. Um, when it came to play, we never really like kind of bound them to an area so much. Um, we more created what's called like a yes space, where uh, it's just a space for them to just be like kind of a room that we know that they're not going to get hurt. That we know that they can be destructive, but not too destructive to a point where it's going to like break things of note so uh we kind of mm-hmm. like had an area in the house rather than a small blocked location in a playpen so we were never really a playpen family again we only use that for like as a travel crib for for sleep uh so but you too the consensus is a playpen is more of like uh you know as this is a bad analogy but you know those dog yards you can get for like your living room where it's more like 15 yeah. foot square with a gate yeah, yeah. it's those kind of things not like a pack and play or uh yeah. uh the crib and yeah that's the that's what 
I guess they're referencing and talking about. Yeah. Um, and, and we did in my experience. I, I think, Our, I don't think there's a problem with it. I don't think like the whole concern of like restricting them is, I don't know, mm-hmm. anything to be too concerned about. But I, for me and my experience, I just knew that it was only a moment of, um, you know, a limited time before they wanted to break from that space and right. explore mm-hmm. more. So it's like you set up these walls and it's good maybe for a few weeks, months or whatever, but it's inevitable that they're just going to want to break yeah, free. They're going to want to move because- around. They're just in such an exploratory mode. It's just good for their development. So, you know, rather than restricting them, it's like maybe, you know, letting them have uh, like what I said, like a yes space, which is like a good chunk of the living room as well as like the kitchen where, you know, a majority of the cabinets are baby proof, but some of them are open and there's like no breakables. And there's just like, you know, just like you know, your, your, your plastic uh, cutting yeah, boards Tupperware, or like Tupperware and all that stuff or wooden spatulas so they can bang on the Tupperware. So they feel like they can open, they feel like they can still discover, but they're not super bound to a very specific spot in the house. That was just kind of our approach. But um, we, we use one as our bed enclosure. So like our toddler yeah. bed sits inside. It's, I think it's 16 one foot square, those little foam mats. And then it goes around it. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. she wakes up, she can run around, she can play with all her stuffed animals, but she can't, leave that space and get to things like the power cords for the Alexa or the diapers in the changing table or the diaper pail, right? Those things are outside of her free go zone. And she's an excellent alarm clock because she screams dad when she's ready to get out of her jail every morning. But uh, yeah, we use them. I like them. I think mine was 16 by 16, the big one we bought and we've since knocked it into a couple smaller chunks. Um, but they worked really well. We called them duck jail and it was a really great place for solo play. Um, because so yeah. she could go in there and play with all her toys and mom could work or I could work. And it was just, Nope, you're in there. That's your time. Play and do what you need to in there. Yeah. And the thing was packed. I mean, it had, I'd have to get a photo, but it must've had 90% of her toys in it at one point. So, nah. well, yeah, guys, we never had an issue with that. We, um, we use the California Beach Company Pop and Go basically. Oh, yeah. Till, I think it's fantastic. Because they're easy to put up and take down. So even though they're big, there's enough space in the living room for, you know, the the little one to be in there. We still use it every now and then if we're going outside and we just want a place for her to be able to play and kind of lay down without being on the you know patio pavers. Mm. Um, but other than that, I mean, usually they get too big for that pretty quickly. Um, yeah. She just wants to come out and explore. She's approaching that age around nine months now where we put her in there. She's just mad rather than, you know, enjoying yeah, her to sell ours. Like we, it was a great yeah. product, but like, I don't think, I don't know, there's no use anymore. for, yeah, we just don't need it anymore. Wow. We yeah. were at the stage where we're actually going to have to be offloading a lot of our stuff. So yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. It's such a short period, but anyway guys um that that's uh that's about it that's all we got for you for this week's episode of the adverb podcast um remember to check out the links in the show notes or the youtube description uh to join us on discord and you can visit adverb.com for courses from pregnancy up through year one of fatherhood if you are a new expectant dad out there as always thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next one peace